Previously on Myth, Tarot, Love, we examined the Fool and Ariadne. Today's show will focus on the Magician and Dionysus. show about ancient stories and new age wisdom. I'm Biddy, your expert in classics. And I'm Rose, your resident tarot practitioner. Today we will be talking about the magician card and the Greek god Dionysus, also known as Bacchus or Liber. And I'm pretty excited about that because Liber sounds like Liberté. (laughs) And I apparently there's like some sort of connection between Dionysus and the word for freedom, so... Yeah. This is a totally new perspective for me. I've I've always thought Dionysus was just about like wine and partying. Well, like <laughs> when you're wine when you're drinking wine and partying, it's kind of about freedom and being free to express your or feeling free to express yourself. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Uh anyways, so uh now like this show is uh about the magician and it is often the magician's task to correct the mistakes of the fool. Uh, so we, we need to correct or maybe clarify some some things that were said in last week's episode. So I made a slight error when I said that uh, the tarot card deck has 72 cards. Now, there are tarot decks that do have 72 cards, but the classic, um, the, the iconic tarot deck, uh, the Rider Waite and Smith deck, is... Uh, actually 78 cards and most decks do have 78 cards there are uh 22 major arcana cards and 56 lesser arcana cards uh so i'm very sorry for that confusion um i would also like to clarify a little bit about the history i mentioned that uh the tarot deck as we know it is only about 200 years old but it's actually it's much much older than that um i just meant that like uh, the, the modern and classic Rider Waite deck was actually created in the early 1900s, uh, but they definitely weren't the first ones to create the tarot deck. They were using uh, cards that uh, have been used for divination for much longer than that. Um, so we'll actually end up talking about the history of tarot, I think, a lot more in, in a lot more depth as this show progresses. Uh, I do want to mention something along the lines, though, that uh, tarot apparently has a lot of its roots in um, in Egypt, and there's quite a few people who believe that tarot is actually uh, derived from the Book of Toth, the legendary Book of Ooh. Toth, which uh, is supposed to say something about how, like, all of the knowledge of that humans can possibly possess is was in the Book of Toth, and so it's kind of interesting this this idea that. So they like associated together, yeah. or like came from. Oh uh, well, like it, it is said in in uh, it is said that it actually was the Book of Toth. That like the Book of Toth was lost, but pages of it became the tarot. Oh okay. Um. So oh, that's really cool. Yeah, that's that's kind of the the myth associated with tarot, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, which is very cool. Yeah. Uh, but I would like to talk a lot about how different decks have different meanings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like 
I'm going to use two 78-card decks as my uh, example. Um, the first one is the Rider Waite Smith deck, um, which was, you know, developed in the 1910s. And then there is also this other deck that I'm going to use called the Celtic Dragon Tarot, uh, which was created by Deanna Conway and Lisa Hunt. So this deck is also has a lot of the same cards as the Rider Waite Smith deck, but they are very like the the imagery is very different. Um, sometimes sometimes the imagery will like have uh, appearances that are kind of like the original one, but usually uh, they they found ways of interpreting the same meaning uh, or even a different meaning in a very different way. That's what I was going to ask mm-hmm. you, is, like, how does it change the interpretation or even, like, the symbolism in the cards, or is it still Is it still the, the same, same card? Yeah. Well, uh, that really is all up to the person who is reading the cards. Okay. Um, so I often will tell people, like, sometimes I'll get someone who comes over and says, oh, can, can your deck tell me which lottery card, like, what lottery numbers <laughs> to pick uh, for to, so that I can win all this money? And I'm like, well... Not really, because the cards can only answer questions that there are cards for. Right. There is no lottery number card. <laughs> if only there was. If only. I guess you could kind of use the Major Arcana to try and figure it out, but it's not going to really work out yeah. very well, I don't think so, because the cards are really meant for, like, bigger, answering bigger questions, um, answering, and, you know, like, smaller questions too, but more about life. Yeah, um, less about specific numbers and yeah, less less about using the tarot for personal uh, gain. Well, you can use it for personal gain, like getting wisdom is is definitely gain, but more like you can't you can't really use it to like win a lottery, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, uh, otherwise you'd have a lot of very rich tarot practitioners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't need to practice exactly. <laughs> We need to practice. Um, although I have had people like who would ask like specific questions, like, "Oh, okay, well, I want to know exactly what I need to do in this next step," and then the tarot gives you um, a card that basically says, "I'm not going to tell you." <laughs> <laughs> so the tarot can be a little yeah. bit of a jerk sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes it'll give you give you cards that say, um, "You need to figure it out for yourself." <laughs> mm. Sometimes it will give you those specific answers too, though. So it's a little. It's a little... Um, They're mischievous. A little, a little mischievous, if you will. But I, I think it's because there's this idea that um, they don't... They shouldn't... Like, not everything should be known, per mm-hmm. se. Uh, anyways, so to answer your question, like, how do different card interpretations change? Yeah. Well, I'm going to actually, like, be comparing two different imageries um, in The Magician for this particular episode. And we, we might do this... Um, for, for future episodes as well to kind of compare different two different decks to kind of give an idea of how uh, a different interpretation will affect um, the, the, the way you, uh, the message you're receiving, right? Okay. But we're still going to use that Rider Waite Smith deck to, uh, like the classic deck um, as our, our guide and structure for this. Yeah, sounds uh, good. For this podcast, yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyways, so magician. Yes. Tell me about the magician. Um, Who is he or she? As apparently in the in the yeah. in the Celtic tarot deck, it, it is a woman. In the original deck, it is a man. Although, like, it doesn't really seem to have like he 
he or she could definitely be non-gendered. Um, oh, I'm excited to talk about gender and tarot, <laughs> actually. Are you doing that um, on this episode? Well, no, we'll do that in the next episode. episode. Okay. Next episode, we'll talk about right. gender and tarot. <laughs> I know. Uh, anyways, so in the classic image, you have the magician with the symbol for infinity above his head. Um, I'm going to use male pronouns for, for this particular card. Um, he's carrying a wand. It's a, it's raised in his right hand, um, and he's pointing to the ground with his left hand, kind of um, acting as a channel between uh, earth and heaven. He is... So yeah. that's supposed to be... Cause to me, it looks like a candle that's in his right hand. It kind of looks like a candle, like, but it has it has a flame on both ends yeah. then if it's a candle. Um, mm. I, I think it's a wand in this particular case, um, although there is also a rod um, on this on the table that's in front of him. So he has, so there's actually a symbol for each of the minor arcana suits that are to come. There is a, a pentacle, there is a cup, a sword, and a rod. Um, the rod can also sometimes be interpreted as wands, as it is in the Celtic dragon tarot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's surrounded by lilies, flowers of life and death, and roses, flowers of love and passion. Um, and also creation. Uh, roses sometimes represent creation. And the the magician very much himself represents um, a force of creation. He creates one out of zero. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he has a lot of determination when it like when so this is you know a phase of life and it represents uh, the phase that comes immediately after starting something new. Um, the magician at this point uh, in this writer Waite Smith deck, you know, knows what he's capable of, and he uses a lot of his um, his knowledge and understanding, and he combines it with the things he wants uh, in order to make things happen, uh, mm. which is, and it's it's real magic in this case, um, not the you know magician like stage magician. Oh, okay, yeah, that so that's normally... what I was thinking too. I'm like, is he like sick? Is he like an illusionist? Yeah. Sometimes he can be interpreted as an illusionist, okay. right? Because uh, the magician, it's not always about whether or not something is created. It's sometimes about uh, how you interpret it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, you know, if if everyone believes you've created real magic, then who's to say you haven't? It's true, yeah. <laughs> and so before the, you mentioned that he creates one out of zero yeah. or out of nothing, could you expand on that a little more? Like what? I I think that that's that's, that's neat. cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Or not? Yeah. Well, yeah. No, <laughs> I I definitely can expand on that. Like he um. Basically, it's this idea that where there was nothing, suddenly through his own abilities and determination, he creates something. Okay. Um. Here, let's see if I can find a a better. It's through the force of his will. Um, I'm going to start quoting a little bit of American Terror Association a little bit. Um, Yeah, so uh, the magician holds influence over all. So he he represents both theory and practice, logic and emotion, thought and action. Hmm. So um, it's, it's more this idea that, you know, all of those dreams that the fool had, the magician is now using those dreams and turning it into action. Um, and he's also like, it's through action and, you know, his belief that he will succeed, that he does succeed. So it's very, very positive, very powerful card. 
Um, but if I were to compare this to the dragon tarot, uh, we see there's a woman with a book in front of her. She also has a wand in her hand and there's a cup on the table. Uh, but it doesn't look like there's a sword or even a pentacle in the image at all. Uh, but there's a lot of like dragon spirits that are kind of surrounding her. Yeah, they almost look like ghosts. Yeah. Um, so in this card, the interpretation is much more one of a scholar. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like it yeah. represents discovering your own capabilities, which is kind of like the magician in the original deck. You've got this, um, only the mag the magician in the original deck is more along the lines of like uh, maybe using your abilities, right? Uh, but uh, in the magician for the dragon tarot, she's, she's much more of a scholar of discovering what she's capable of, but also listening to intuition and listening to um listening to the universe like she's she's much more aware of uh what's happening around and uses those cues to really make things happen okay so it's less maybe less action and more listening listening yeah okay i would say so hmm, yeah that's interesting because yeah, you don't really get that impression from the writer he seems very action-oriented, yeah. Yeah. Like, in, especially with his arms, because one arm up, one arm down is kind yeah. of that movement. It's, like, it's very commanding. He's in a very mm -hmm. commanding pose. Uh, you know, he has one arm raised as if he's about to cast, and one arm pointed towards the earth, kind of, like, commanding the earth to do his bidding. Mm-hmm. I'm noticing with this, with this card and with the fool, how the fool had a flower. Like, is that in mm -hmm. a lot of... The symbolism for the tarot cards? Have you noticed? Uh, the flowers? Yeah. Yeah, well, there's definitely flowers to represent kind of, um, personally, the way I interpret it, at least, mm -hmm. is that flowers, like, w represent things coming into bloom, like um, ideas coming into bloom. So you've got, uh, whereas the fool was carrying his flower with him, uh, the magician is surrounded by them, and it's almost like they've bloomed at his command, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, whereas the fool was carrying a flower. He carried that wish, that hope with him, uh, and it was a white flower. It might have actually been one of the lilies that's now appearing in the magician. That'd be pretty cool if it, if it is. Uh, well, usually, like, usually cards, uh, like, will progress towards each other. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually, I should probably also mention that originally the magician was the first card, and the fool was just an unnumbered card, and kind of appeared between cards 20 and 21. And it was, um, I think his name is Edward Waite, that actually decided to combine like to, to, to put some of these cards in the order that they, they were, which is what I meant when I said that tarot as we know it yeah. hasn't existed for very long. <laughs> Do you think it makes yeah. a difference? Does it make a difference to you in your like maybe interpretation of the card, whether it's a First zero or, or sec? Yeah. I, I think or... it makes a lot of sense um, because to me, I think the magician really takes uh, what the fool started uh, and, you know, like, yes, the magician creates something where there was nothing, but you always need to have that dream first, you know? You have to kind of have that idea, that spark, something to push you into action. Yeah. Right? You can't create something out of nothing in that sense, and the something is, like, the thought. Well, yeah, only in this idea, the nothing is the thought. <laughs> oh, true, yeah. Yeah, the nothing <laughs> is the thought, and the magician is kind of using that nothing and making it into something. Yeah. Cool. Anyways, um, so 
you mentioned that the magician sounds like Dionysus when we were talking about this before. Uh, so how is Dionysus like the magician? Yeah. I, I know that he does rescue the fool. Well, <laughs> he does, and that's why yeah. I think I, I thought of him as the magician because when you're saying how he not becomes the fool, but yeah, like the transition and from how the from the, the fool into the exactly, yeah. and so how last week we were talking about Ariadne and how she was kind of rescued by Dionysus and brought into her new world and her new life, and yeah. so I definitely see within Dionysus that sort of um that transition um within that story but then even beyond that um Dionysus is is a fertility god and when we were talking about the flowers especially oh, creating yeah. something oh from actually nothing, yeah flowers are definitely symbols of fertility yeah. they are they are so they're more associated with the goddess Demeter so both mm-hmm. Dionysus and Demeter are fertility gods and goddesses yeah. but in different ways well there's definitely more fertility cards as well um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She'll she'll but, definitely come up again. I know. Yeah. She'll probably sure. come back. Probably. Yeah. Empress. Maybe the Empress. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely thinking the Empress for her. What was interesting when I initially saw this card, I was thinking Medea, because yeah. to me, I'm like, oh, she's like the perfect magician. But the more that we talked about it, yeah, is I Dionysus, I think is is a better fit. Okay. Um, especially with Ariadne. So we're just going to give a little backstory then about okay. Dionysus. Please, please do, yes. Because um, I think he's a very interesting god, and most people associate him with wine and with parties yeah. and with theater, and it goes much deeper than that. Um, yeah, well, he has two other names, Bacchus and Liber. Yeah, <laughs> so those are his Roman um, equivalents were Roman names, so he's okay. known as both. Um, but in in both Greek and in Roman um, literature, he's a god of fertility and particularly liquid fertility. <laughs> As well, a- you know that both the magicians uh, in both our decks are have like a cup, and actually the magician. In the, t- in the dragon tarot, looks like she has wine. <laughs> there you go. So the wine, so he's literally would be the wine. So when I say mm-hmm. liquid, it's, yeah, so it's wine, it's honey, it's milk, it's also blood and semen. And okay, all, yeah. Like everything that you could think of. All of them. All of them. All of them liquids. All of them fertility <laughs> liquids. Fertility liquids. <laughs> and you think, how is wine fertility? Well, you drink a bunch of wine and... <laughs> and then something Maybe happens. something will happen. Uh, <laughs> but it's also um, interesting that, like you just said, that there is a cup in in both of them. And that's mm-hmm. something that he is also, like, one of his attributes in art. So when yeah. we talk about attributes, it's basically... Uh, when you see something, yeah, he's carrying a cup. He's, um, we can call it a kylix. So that's a specific type of um, yeah. drinking cup. Um, he also has, uh, I'm going to say this wrong and I apologize, a thyrsus, okay, which is a staff, which is why I think it's interesting that yeah. he has a, um, a staff in the magician card as well. So yeah, th- and it, it's very clear that he has this staff as opposed to the rod. Like, he, they could have easily made uh, the rod his staff, but they... they they designated that he needed to have his own wand as well. Exactly, yeah. So it's something specific to him. And that's what the Thyrsus is, mm-hmm. which is basically just a pine cone-tipped staff, and it'll often have a ribbon around it. Oh, cool. Which is pretty neat. I Yeah, okay. Aren't pine cones, like, normally associated with, like, 
greater understanding as well. I like, think so. I'm yeah. when we talk about the wands, I want to do some more research on the thyrsus and talk yeah. more about it because I think that it is like oh yeah, an for sure, equivalent like, there too. Ace of Wands, probably. Yeah, yeah we'll talk yeah, about. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about it more then. <laughs> I know a little bit, not too much about. Okay, well, about that opportunity um, to learn exactly. That's that's there's definitely some learning happening in the magician. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All <laughs> Especially learning. in the dragon tarot, they really emphasize the need to learn. Mm-hmm. Like a book is very prominent in that imagery. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Which is like something that I wouldn't think of for Dionysus, mm-hmm. but I still think that it fits the creating something from mm-hmm. nothing yeah. and being surrounded by by the flowers I, I have okay so I have notes in front of me because yeah. <laughs> that's the type of person I am but he's also surrounded by grapevines and a lot of his imagery yeah um he can be either young or old and oftentimes he's actually seen as um effeminate so it's kind of funny that again oh, magician, yeah. magicians definitely kind of yeah. yeah and he like looks very youthful with a soft face and flowing hair yeah um he's also associated with animals and the panther in particular mm-hmm. and i think that's because he can turn himself and others into animals which is kind of neat very neat yeah um what else do we have here oh so he's also the god like i said before a theater of madness and wild frenzy so that's kind of again that destructive side of him that you can see in a lot of his myths um especially yeah. In the hymn to die, the Homeric hymn to Dionysus, and in Euripides, Bacchae, mm-hmm. definitely a lot of destructive nature in in there. So, yeah, that's kind of a backstory ish. I can also talk about his birth story, which is kind of cool. Yeah, sure. So, uh, what what? How was he born? <laughs> so he he he's kind of cool because he has a double birth. Um, he his parents are Zeus and Semele. So Zeus. God. Yeah. <laughs> Semele is a princess of Thebes. Um, and Zeus falls in love with her, and Hera gets jealous of this a lot. Um, rightfully so. Of course. And goddess of marriage. Right? Goddess of marriage, goddess of like social rules. Yeah, she probably would not approve. She would not approve. <laughs> she did not approve, and she kind of tricked Semele into getting Zeus to reveal himself in his true form. Yeah. Which was a lightning bolt lightning strike so as soon as he did that she was fried (laughs) and killed um but he protected Dionysus he like kind of took him out of the ashes and sewed him up into his thigh until he was full term and then gave birth to him from his thigh I don't know how but that's yeah interesting oh my goodness it's kind of cool that like you chose a a a deity for the the magician um who is half mortal mm-hmm. uh but also half god mm-hmm. um and i also kind of like the idea that like a god a male god gave birth to him it's kind of <laughs> yeah well, and, and also just like the god of life really like uh of As power is? yeah power and control right mm-hmm. was his fa- is his father um because the magician definitely has a, a lot of this commanding nature of power and control yeah as well um it's almost like he commands uh, commands reality to um, to make his will happen, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I feel like Dionysus is like that, especially in the back eye, in that he's mm-hmm. commanding people to follow him. He's saying, okay, I am a god. This is who yeah. I am. 
and he he and makes he makes his will happen. Yes, for oh, sure. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's one of those gods. A lot of them that you just don't want to cross. Yeah, because they can make shit happen. Well, uh, there's also like there's often the symbol of eternity and it or like an infinity symbol. In this case, in the original Rider deck, it's mm-hmm. it's above his head, right? Yeah. Um, and so that kind of also talks about like kind of limitless potential and infinite power, if you will. Reggie the genie and <laughs> a lot of infinite cosmic power, <laughs> teeny tiny living space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, he's not really a genie because it's more like. It's more about like making your own life desires uh, reality instead mm-hmm. of the desires of others. Oh, okay, so yeah. so he's not kind of doing things for other people. No, he's doing it for it's himself. For himself, for oh, sure. Okay, um, you know, a lot yeah. of the true to yourselfness from the fool only coming into action now, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so it's action, but action for yourself. Yeah, which Dionysus definitely is. Uh, so I think we have now reached the time where we, uh, we, I know it's it's going by fast, uh, where we are now ready for (laughs) Thunder Biddy's lightning round. (laughs) Okay. Again, where are we talking about this, this lightning round? So this lightning round is something that I was thinking about yesterday and it got me kind of like agitated. And so I'm like, okay. You got a little Thunder Biddy? I got a little Thunder Biddy. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay. Thunder Biddy is very... By the way, how we refer to um, Biddy being angry, <laughs> Fru- frustrated, and yeah. it, it turns into kind of like a rumbling, cha- chaotic. <laughs> I, st- I like stomp around a little yeah. bit, might sound like thunder, and, and, and brooding a little bit like th- like a thundercloud. <laughs> so we call it the Thunder Biddy, and this is our this is your lightning round. So let it all out. Let Shock us, okay. If you will. So, <laughs> so uh, listener discretion is advised. Yes. <laughs> so, the lightning round for today is not going to be about Dionysus or about the magician. Okay, if that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. All right. Good. Because I'm like, good. Cause I'm going to do it anyways. Now, it's about authenticity. Um, we were talking about how you know. We make mistakes and people make mistakes and yeah. about the different cards and things. It's the and lesson of the fool. Ex- exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. and I don't know. I just think like nobody's perfect and that's okay. And that we're authentically ourselves. And when people make mistakes, it's okay. We say it and we moved on. Yeah. Doesn't mean that, you know, certain things are right. Certain things are wrong. Things change. And it frustrates me. Um, oh, this might get personal. And I apologize oh, right yeah. now. Oh. <laughs> Because we were talking about this the other day about, like, making posts and doing things. And she's worried, what are people going to think? And I can't do things right. And it's not going to be perfect. And this idea that we need to be perfect when we put something out into the world. And I think that stops us. And I know that that stopped me in the past. And it just frustrates me that it limits us to not doing things that we really, really enjoy and really want to do. Because we're afraid of how it's going to be. And... And I think that that's just bullshit. We need to stop doing that. We just need to be at peace with ourselves and know that this is me. This is authentically me. And I'm going to put it out there no matter what. And that's okay. Um, And that things keep changing. And so why the hell not? I don't know. Does that make sense? This is me again, just like. 
Oh, no, I definitely, I definitely agree. Like, um, we can't be afraid of, of being wrong because then nothing will ever happen. Right. Exactly. Um, sometimes like, so, you know, if, if we happen to be wrong and during our podcast, like, I think it's, it's up to you, dear viewers to tell us, tell us when we are wrong. We will, we want to do the research. We want to get better. And these are things that we're really passionate about and that we love and, And we Um, love studying and I love looking this stuff up and learning even more. And I'm the first one when I, you know, telling my students, like, I know a lot about this, but do I know everything? Heck no. There's no way that I can know everything. But I will look it up and I will find out and it's okay. And it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, uh, there's also this, like, this real pride sometimes that's associated with wrongness. Like, Mm -hmm. we're so afraid of being wrong. We're so afraid of, oh, no, I can't be wrong. It has to be the other person. Like, uh, there is a TED talk by Catherine Schultz, I think. And she, uh, she talks about how, like, whenever we encounter something that is different from how we perceived reality to be, mm-hmm. uh, first thing we assume is that the other person must not have all the information. Right? Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, second, we will assume that they are stupid, that they have all the information and they just can't put it together. Mm-hmm. And then third, we'll assume that if they have all the information and they've put it together, but they still have a different opinion than us, they must be evil. <laughs> they must actually believe what we believe, but, you know, uh, they're just saying that because it's in their benefit somehow to, mm-hmm. <laughs> to have something different. Um, and, you know, that makes it really hard to grow because we need, we need to have different opinions sometimes in order to see different sides, different perspectives and you know, bringing it back to the tarot, we've got two different interpretations of the magician. And I don't really think either of them is right. And either of them is wrong, because they're both useful in different ways. Exactly. And even bringing that back to classics, too. Yeah. <laughs> these, you know, these stories have so many different versions. They're not all the same. And there are multiple versions of the same story. I mean, these these stories were created over hundreds, thousands, not thousands, hundreds of years. So, yeah. of course, there's going to be differences. Well, some of them are thousands, right? Ye- no. No? Oh, oh, wait. Yes, from the two. Well, I guess by now it's thousands. But, like, <laughs> when they were being. When they were being created. Created yeah, and molded. Were. It took time. And, like, even if you think of our own, like, comic books or move, or books that were turned into movies, there's yeah. going to be differences. And that doesn't make one right and one wrong. They're and just both part of the pantheon of that myth exactly and also influences yes exactly i think i I like used hercules uh like in one of our conversations as a uh a basis for both superman and the hulk (laughs) i think you did yeah and then i'm the the weird one and i'm like it's heracles heracles oh oh no oh heracles 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 okay i'm I'm terribly sorry. As That's you can fine. see, there's, there's ways no, I can No, no, no. That is totally fine. <laughs> it's just literally, it, I just like the name because it literally means the honor of Hera. And like Hera oh. hates it. Oh, and that is his like... name. Like, oh. What a way to just like, right? like stick it to Hera. Hera. <laughs> yeah. Like, no wonder he, she hates him the most. Probably of all of Zeus's love children. Of course. It's yeah. like, you were named after me. Ugh. Oh, anyways. Yeah. Oh, so we're actually... Uh, at the end of our, okay. our podcast, um, 
Yeah. All right. Here we Maybe go. You want to let you want to let our, our listeners know how to contact. Us? Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email us at mythtarotlove at gmail.com or you can message me on social media. I am at Biddy Diana. That's B-I-T-T-Y-D-I-A-N-A on both um, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, so next week we are going to be looking at the High Priestess. Um and we're also going to be relating her to Hecate, right? Yeah. I said it right. Good, yeah. good, good. Hecate. <laughs> um, and from what I know of Hecate, I think she's just the perfect fit for the high priestess. Yeah. I'm really excited to hear what, you, what you've got to say about it. Um, so as our parting words, I would actually like to quote the American Tarot Association again um, on the magician. So the magician teaches us that your life is under your control. Your life is what you want it to be, and your life is what you make it. Tarot